The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. It's Fight of Reality with Mark the Shark. And you're listening to the wonderful, amazing show on America's Web Radio. And just before we start the show, I want to give a quick shout-out to On Point with Victor. Victor's Isabel Natalia Rosario Armandirez was born this Wednesday, 9.3 pounds. Just want to give a quick shout-out. Happy birthday, Isabel. And congratulations to his wife and him, of course. Well, of course, he does his part beforehand, and then his wife had to do the part after. But I just wanted to give a quick shout-out for that. Congratulations, my friend. Fantastic. Hopefully, she'll become a listener of Bite of Reality very shortly. So, let's jump right into rhyme time. You know, you, you know what our uh, friend Brett asked, Victor? Uh-oh. <laughs> What gender does she want, does it want to be? Oh, I'm betting it's going to be a traditional yes, she. <laughs> Freedom loving American she. Nothing in between there. Uh, there's, there's pretty much black and white when we come to that particular bridge to cross. You're either on the right side or the left side. He's on the right side. Trust me on that one. If you've ever listened to On Point. So, yeah, absolutely, it's going to be she, her, that's it. <laughs> There's going to be no them, there, they, none of that. You know, and she will have no problem choosing the bathroom that has the female logo on it. End of story. So, let me just jump right into rhyme time as we go. Welcome to another week where the best of the rhymes we create come to speak. If you think things are going great, the soul of the country, I pray the Lord shall take. There is no battle for the soul of the country. As Joe does claim, the soul has a stank from the far left, not the right. So, Joe, you really have no aim. Can you hit the side of a barn? It's a question I've got. I hear a lot of yapping about crime while the citizens keep getting shot. The border disorder is still out of control. But ask Flopsy Mopsy at the podium... And she will tell you, we are just on a legislative roll. Flopsy Mopsy from the podium says, we have so much success, you could not believe. Oh well, if they're, then if the facts don't fit, then we have to practice to deceive. Truth has escaped. It's been running scared for now so long. If they told you the truth, this whole thing could collapse and would go wrong. I can give you my truth, she says, you don't need to know. How wrong the facts are doesn't matter. That's for some other time to show. Ignoring the questions, that's my job here today, as the press presses on, and I have nothing to say. She says, go speak to them. I'll direct your questions away. For what I have to say from the podium, I don't want your questions today. She said, you can't mix the real facts with the story I've told. I got a lot of bull from here, and I gotta get it sold. She said, take this story to the American people. I want it to go out. Although we have nothing to show in accomplishments, tell them we have to go make it up and tout. For now, you have your marching orders from the White House, I say. I've deflected all your questions. So just move along. Disperse. Take your, taking, take your talking points for the day. 
if you don't listen to what I'll tell you and make waves for me now. There'll be no more interviews or conferences. Oh, wait, I forgot. There are none now anyway. Ciao. How the media could turn the return of Obama to the White House this week into a racist moment. It's a race war they will always seek. Doesn't matter, it's said, that this historic moment was great. Then Joe remembered, finally, he was the head of the United States. They finally killed the journalists in Las Vegas, you know, but not a Republican. No, no, no. It's a Democrat politician. For the homicide, the media had nothing to show. The murder didn't fit the narrative, so lamestream media won't say that the alleged perpetrator was a Democrat, the evidence they weigh. But if the tables were turned, you can bet the airtime would be huge, and every media outlet would be telling it over and over in a dangerous media deluge. But try as they did when Trump called them out. The media couldn't stop yelling and screaming. They were in danger from Trump when they continued to shout. So now that the issue has become front and center, the media into the fray, they don't want to enter. The truth is untold. They could not find it anywhere. The reality is that the media, if it doesn't fit the narrative, they really, really don't care. But this week it began in sink in, to sink in. Joe Biden is fighting with his imaginary friends. He tells them all get out and vote or the semi-fascist could cleanse. Now, what's a semi-fascist? Is it like a beer with the same taste but less calories? Or just another advertising talking point with nothing but lies to seize? But try a new strategy. Dem thinks it's okay to donate millions to campaigns of Republicans that they tell you you must fear if they win on election day. Is spending millions on the candidates you fear in the Republican Party a good strategy this entire year? Joe Biden needs a target he can blame all his failures on. Thinks if he doesn't find one, then his chances for doing more damage will be gone. So the lies keep coming from the left. They can't stop. As our American citizens are being terrorized, this new criminal liberal policy is a complete flop. They yelled and they screamed to defund the police. How's that working out for you? Now they run faster from the rewriting history. They just can't cease. The American people are not stupid. But are we? They must, we ask. They are believing the ridiculous ads the Democrats put out. We have to be better at this task. See through the lies and the statements they make. No, they call it the Inflation Reduction Act. But much more money from your pockets the government will now take. The commercial I saw on TV made by Blood Boil, Joe keeps draining the strategic reserve of the U.S. That's our emergency oil. It's a reserve, Joe, not supposed to use it for some of your personal plan to help the Democrats in the midterms artificially lowering gas prices. Doing this, we must ban. Warning when the dead of winter comes and we are running low on oil and gas, and your electric cars just can't go. Just eat some beans and get the stuff out of your brass. American safety and the existential threat is now very clear. It's not MAGA. It's not climate change. It's not fascists. It's Democrats with continuous very bad ideas. Leftist liberals, they love to talk about dog whistles. Funny how they can't hear anyone else when they are firing off all those dangerous missiles. 
This society is collapsing because of the left radical ideas push. And the left is cheering it on as the conservatives just sat on their tush. Get off the couch and stop yelling at your TV. Get out of your house. Get involved. Or this country you knew will soon be destroyed. And the rules for them will not be the ones for thee. You voted America. You voted them in. And now they spit on America. They try to wipe out the blue line. That is one very thin. The thin blue line separates the animals and chaos from society that we created. And then they take all the crap from criminals and the left makes them hated. But soon, when they dial 911 in an emergency, there will be no one there to take your call to report a crime. No one will know your urgency. Now murder is rampant in the cities in this nation, but we have just about the same solution from the administration as we have for inflation. Tell all there is no problem here to see. Just move along and let the poor criminals be. You can't lock them up, the radical left does say. Jail terms are not fair, and the criminals, they really should not pay. When will we realize that the criminals can't be trusted to rehabilitate before they get out? The parole boards for this prisons should really have no doubt. We keep piling up dead bodies in the streets all around. These crazy left policies are just fine, comrade. They're not at all profound. So if you want crime and death and murder and gore, vote Democrats in office. I'm sure you'll not be safe behind your steel door. Just ask Eliza Flesher, who went out for a jog, and then it happened, just another criminal let out, another day she will not log. For death is swift and permanent, at the hands of a criminal there is no return. The system that's supposed to punish them permanently, it seems not to be able to learn. You can't fix stupid, and you really shouldn't try. To think you can do it, you just have to lie. Empty the prisons the elite Democrats do want in ten years. I say go ahead, do it, and make them move into your neighborhood, your highfalutin neighborhoods, so we the people don't live in fear. But we all know that that will never happen in any deal. No, to your neighborhood, they'll be delivered, so you have to live in fear. AOC got the cover this week of a magazine. Seems that she hates fleecing New Yorkers and her tough life. She's the biggest liar I've ever seen. Another shooter in Tennessee went live with 13 people shot and four killed this week. Facebook can nail me for a Biden comparison to Trump, but they can't a live shooting off their platform keep. Maybe the FBI can focus on criminals instead of parents at school board meetings. So smart. They need to remove the people in charge before the rest of the agency falls apart. No respect for law enforcement the Democrats have for five years. Unless it's an agency attacking political rivals, then all you hear is the cheers. So I am sorry that I have to report today that Queen Elizabeth II passed away at age 96 yesterday. She was more than just a monarch. She was a role model for the world today. Quite an amazing woman. In all our time, she has maintained her dignity in just an outstanding way. She loved her country of Britain and kept it in her heart. We need that spirit in America before we are fully torn apart. If you hate America and you want to destroy it, I say then get out. You don't have the right to destroy this country. If you want to be an idiot, 
by your actions, I have no doubt. I'll fight for my country, and I suspect there are many who have the same mind. Don't tread on these colors. Don't attack this country. No safe quarter you will find. Be amazed at people who protect you, who have nothing to fear, as they protect your rights to be an idiot, and they give you, for you the loser, to cheer. So under the democratic controls, no one is held responsible for all their divin acts. It just seems they don't stop. Don't stop the attacks. Moving on to some more news now, we have the show. I could spend a lifetime trying to figure out the reasons we let the criminals go. As the queen left this planet after 96 years, 70 years of women, of wisdom, with Great Britain, we should shed some tears. So this week, as we bring rhyme time to a close, I hope civilization learned something from a wonderful queen after 70 years as her legacy grows. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, Mark, uh, I've got to interrupt here and say that you are fantastic. And your rhyme time uh, is fantastic. You do one heck of a job on it and cover so much ground in poem. And it's attention-getting just in what you're saying and... uh, I hope that it's getting through to the right people. I know that we you're in, you're gaining in listenership all the time, and uh, we've got our little friend Victor that uh, is pushing the show, as well as America's Web Radio is always pushing it. And uh, I just want to applaud you and thank you for doing a bite of reality, which we all need today. And our country really needs it. So thank you. Thank you very much. Now, do you thank you a thank you? Yes, I guess you thank a thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Listen, you know I try to do the best for our listeners. Now what they need to do is they need to pony up some money for some advertising. If you want to get your conservative advertising on, get it on here. This is the place. Our Our listenership is constantly growing. And you know what? We need to bring this message out. We need to point out that's the stupidity that's going on. I mean, I'm breaking a little away from where I was with my program, but I saw an ad this week touting all of the things that the Inflation Reduction Act would do. And funny, it didn't say anything about reducing inflation. It mentioned that it would cap the prices of insurance, that my insurance premiums would go down by 2400 for the year. I don't think they told the insurance company because I got the same bill as I got the last six years. So maybe they just need to put that information out to the insurance companies because I don't think they got that memo. But you know what? It doesn't matter because they don't speak the truth anymore. That's the problem. You know, it's it's one thing to tell me I'm going to save all this money. And it's another thing to tell me that I'm not stupid. I see what's going on. My insurance didn't go down. My insurance is not going to go down. It's going to go up every year, just like it has under every other president, because you don't have the solution. But you know what? Stop telling me you have a solution. It's a Republican. It's a Democrat. You know, Mitch McConnell, if they can wake him up long enough to do something about it. Yeah, you're in the minority, guys. I understand that. But that doesn't mean you have to stand there like a bunch of zombies. 
Get involved in the government. The only guy I ever see doing something is Jim Jordan. And you got to love the guy because he's pushing against the wave of everything. It's like the ocean is coming at him, and he just keeps going. I mean, he tells it like it is. got to give him credit. But, you know, everybody, we got to get back together in this country. You know, I, I have a lot about today on Queen Elizabeth, and I don't want to spend the whole show on it. But i got to tell you, 14 presidents she's been through. And I would have loved to speak to her right before she passed away and asked her which one did she think was the best. And she met with almost every one of them. She met with 13 of them. And she became the queen in February 6th of 1952 after her father, George VI, passed away. And she, over 70 years, I've really never seen her involved in any kind of serious controversy. It's it's incredible to see somebody who, at such a young age, became such an outstanding leader in the world, basically. And remember something. The monarchy in Britain, in Great Britain, really doesn't do a lot. I mean, they are literally figurative, and there's actually a government and a parliament. But what she does is she gives direction. She gives stability to the country. And she has seen a lot in 70 years. And I really hope that, that somebody was documenting her memoirs. Because we could learn a lot here in America. You know... I learned something that apparently that she was also the queen of New Zealand, Australia, and Canada. I did not know that. Boy, it just goes to show you, before I was born, a lot of things happened in this world. My parents used to tell me nothing happened in the world before I was born. I guess they were wrong. But um, I'm looking at this position that she had. And we need a lot, we need a lot of information and a lot of wisdom in this world to get successful. And I just find that you will not find leaders like Queen Elizabeth II, like John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan. These leaders don't seem to appear anymore. We, we wind up getting guys like Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, Castro from Cuba. It just, it's amazing to me how the world has, gravitated away from sanity and gone to insanity and it's almost to the effect as you know they had this universal disassociation where from the little they say the big bang theory is when the universe started there was a singular point and it blew apart and that's how the universe got started and yes i know it, it doesn't fit into the bible but you know, listen, not everything fits into every hole. I've taken some of those IQ tests, not done so well, but you can get that square pin into that round hole if you try hard enough with a hammer. It will go. But what I'm saying here is that I'm getting off track, but you have to understand that the disorientation, the disorganization of our government today in the United States is apparent to everybody. Nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to say anything. It's just not working. It's not working. It's either working for one side or the other side. It doesn't seem like we are the United States anymore. I'm just getting the feeling that we are headed, if not already in, a civil war. And, you know, I heard somebody joking the other night. You know, as the left tears this country apart, they think they're going to get into a battle with the right. 
and I unfortunately, I, I, I believe the same thing is going on. You know, it's unfortunate that you can't have the unity that we used to have. And it's it's not, you know, I was watching back of, of Hamilton, I was watching a show, I think it's called Legends and Lies. It was about Hamilton and Burr and, you know, the founding fathers, basically. And what I saw is as much as they disagreed and as much as they argued back and forth, back and forth, they had a certain semblance of a goal. And their goal was to make the United States the great power that it became. And they had different views. They had serious different views. And they had a lot of different things that they talked about. From the Remember, they started a country. They broke away from Great Britain, and they started a country with 13 little colonies. And that was ingenuity. That was brilliance. But who were these people? Were the elitists? Were they ever-changing, you know, people who lived in the high end of the world? No. They were the founders. They were the down-to-earth people. They understood what everybody was going through and how to make things better. You know, and there was always this great thing that I used to hear in, I think it was Ronald Reagan's, uh, you know, speeches. He used to say, are you better off today than you were four years ago? And I could tell you right now, after two years here of the Biden administration, I cannot answer that question positively as much as I really wanted to. Now, you know, if you've listened to the show before, I'm not really a heavy-duty Biden supporter. In fact, I'm not a supporter at all of him. Neither do I think he's running the country. But I think that the concept of running a country has to be something different than what it is. The people today are coming up with these phrases and attacking. I mean, literally, this week, it was actually last week, (laughs) his fantastic speech looked like uh, the cover of The Wall. If you've ever seen The Wall movie by Pink Floyd, at one point he's up on the wall with the red lights in the background and the military all around him. That's the feeling I got. It's a militant dictator. This is not a president. That was not a presidential speech. It was a campaign speech. But what I found even more amazing is when I went on some of the lamestream media, and they all lamestream, trust me, they, I, I just, I'm done with the news. There is no news in this world anymore. It's opinion. But let's just call it opinion. Don't say to people, we're here now the news. No, it's not news anymore. It's opinion. But what I found so amazing is they somehow in their warped speed of distance from reality, as they race away from reality, because you listen to the bite of reality, they were able to find the positive nature of that speech and how it was a speech of unity. Well, I'm sorry. When you attack 74 million people in your country and call them semi-fascists, that's pretty annoying. That's pretty aggravating. That's pretty confrontational and that has nothing to do with unity maybe they redefine the word unity there you go they redefine recession they can redefine every word in the book aladdin aladdin you know the reference to the dictator everything is changing but not for the better you can't call it a horse if you're sitting in front of an amoeba 
It's not going to be a horse. Maybe in a 100,000 years or a million years, it'll be a horse. But right now, we're seeing what you're telling us is the white stallion. And all we see her is a clump of coal. Well, no, I'm sorry. We couldn't have a clump of coal because that's now going to be illegal under the Biden administration. It's just, you know, you cannot make some of this stuff up. And, and I mean, while we're talking about coal, one of the funniest things I saw was the picture of coal miners pushing an electric car to the mine so they could charge it through coal power because the car couldn't be trailered. It couldn't be towed because of the plastic underneath. I mean, you just you can't make this stuff up. You know, when you see an electric car, you know, does it have any trunk space? Yeah. How, how big is the trunk? Oh, it'll carry a four foot, a 40,000 foot extension cord in case you run out of energy. You know, listen, green energy is great. It's fantastic. But there's the big but. You can't have it work now. It's not efficient. I've looked into it. I looked a year ago to get solar panels. First of all, the cost is outrageous. Second of all, everything's made in China. So if China decides to cut us off, you're going to be whistling Dixie. You're going to be going out, and what you're going to wind up doing is polishing your glass on your solar panels because they're not going to be generating energy if they don't work and you can't service them. You know, the smart thing would have been, and, and lo and behold, I'm just another knucklehead in the, on the planet, I would say... Start up your big solar energy industry here. You know, we once tried this whole thing. We once tried this whole thing about Solyndra. People remember Solyndra, that $500 million little investment we made? You know, picking winners and losers? How'd that wind up? That company went under, and there's, they're still trying to figure out where all the money went. Good luck with that. You know, that's like the John Durham investigation, as I told you a hundred times before. That's never to be seen again. Not going to happen, you know. There's something called immediacy and primacy. There's no swift punishment for anything anymore. There's no responsibility. There's no accountability. So what do we care, right? Exactly. We don't care anymore. That's the problem. You know, will you, will you contrast that to somebody like Queen Elizabeth? Again, I didn't know. She actually served in the military as an ambulance driver, she was also a repair mechanic during the war. That's the Second World War, for you guys who are a little lost. You know, I don't know if they teach that in civics or social studies anymore. I don't know what they, they teach anymore. Besides, you're an oppressor or you're an oppressed. They give you one of the two options. So what we're going to do is pick it up with the crime and punishment accountability right after these brief messages. Stay tuned. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients, dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You know, Mark, as I was listening to you, I envisioned that... uh, Have you ever been closer in any proximity of a prairie fire? No. We live in New York. We don't have prairies. (laughs) I understand. You have burning buildings during riots, but no. Yeah, well, you know, you could have lived uh, in by a prairie at some point or the other. But anyway, uh, a prairie fire, it's like, well, it's equivalent of a New York uh, snowball rolling downhill. It, it gains momentum as it, as it rolls downhill. And well, well, you see, this is what I want to say, is... Spit rolls downhill, but how come always America's at the bottom? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, it's it's like we've talked about this before, but it's we've got a prairie fire going on in the country, and the damage it's going to do is who knows? And it's rolling towards everything, you know? And, uh, it, it's the frustration of what's going on. I think they get. I hear it in your voice. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's almost to the point of what can we do to change this? That's what we always talk about. We always talk about we need a plan. We need something. It, it's everybody's working against each other, and you can't have that. You want to have a, a country that gets together. You want to have a country. That is pointed in the right direction. If you've ever been in a rowboat and you have 14 people in your rowboat and everybody's rowing in a different direction, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. It's simply nowhere. You know, this is, uh, but what you were saying about Queen Elizabeth, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm not a one that is for monarchs or anything like that but she was one of the a very interesting subtle leaders and she brought leadership in a very calming way to 
Great Britain, and we don't even have a leader that can tie his own shoes. So. We don't have a leader that can get three three letters or three words together in a sentence. That's true. I mean, listen, everybody has those moments. You know, we call them the senior moments. I mean, life has gotten a little bit more complicated. But on the other hand is, it's apparent. I mean, I saw him, he went to go sign the condolence book at the British Embassy in Washington. And he looked so, like, lost in space almost. Yeah. Like, you used to have, you know, you used to have those people who got hit on the head, and after they got up, you know, they were unconscious, and then they got up, and they were walking around in, like, a daze. He just seems to always be that way. And then, at some points, he'll have, like, five minutes of straight focus, and then... A minute after that, he's lost in space again. And it's it's just unfortunate. But the problem is that the people around him are dragging him all over the place, like the Easter Bunny. I mean, the Easter Bunny dragging the President of the United States. Come over here. It's like, you know, Joe, over here, Joe. Come over here, Joe. Yes, we'll go for ice cream after. He just doesn't know what he's doing. I really, I'm, I'm afraid for this country because there's another two years of him. And I just get the feeling that he doesn't really know what's going on. And I'm not saying, listen, everybody at his age is entitled to some leeway. You know, that's just the nature of the world. You get that old and you you have, you know, listen, you have some trouble. You have some issues, mobility issues, whatever it is, you know. And You just knocked yourself off. Yeah, I just saw I got knocked off again. Yeah. I'm telling you, Biden just keeps finding me. <laughs> it's just that our, it's, you know, the internet today is like our government. It's not working right. It just keeps falling apart. It keeps stopping. And it's unfortunate that we should know better as a country. When we vote for somebody, we got to stop listening to the advertising. Because it's false advertising. It doesn't make any sense. What they're telling you is lies. You know, I'm going to jump in now talking about not (laughs) telling you the truth. I I wanted to catch this later on, but I'll jump into it now because it kind of fits. Is I got to mention this guy, John Fetterman. Hmm. You know, this whole scenario is just too stupid. Who cares about he had a stroke? Honestly, that didn't make him an idiot. His prior actions and his own ideas and his ideals did make him an idiot. That's what the problem is. I mean, you know, the media found their link to the genius of talking points. They found their link, just like they did for Biden. Listen, John Fetterman's taking. Let's let's be honest, okay? He's taking it. He's taking a page out of Joe Biden's playbook. Hide in your basement. Don't do interviews. No one knows where you are or who you are. Pop up every once in a while like a mole. Pop up, show all your hands, shake some hands, and go away. And then let everyone else talk about you because you can't talk. I mean, we have John Fetterman complaining about Dr. Oz. And this guy, Emmett, you know, Mehmet Oz. He's not exactly, you know, fantastic in terms of what I'm looking at. But I can tell you in terms of scoring from 1 to 10, he's a 40 as opposed to Fetterman, who's a number two. A lot, of, a lot of people don't know the background of Fetterman. He ran a small little community and ran it into the ground. 
I mean, successfully ran it into the ground. You know, almost kind of like the Biden. Biden's taking America from the top tier. Now we're in the speed shelf. But it's like, you know, Dr. Oz is, is not making an issue of his stroke. And I think, you know, listen, you can mischaracterize it. And I've heard Oz talk about it. And he's not really making an issue of the guy's stroke. He's making an issue of the guy can't function. That's different. I understand. You had a stroke. It may take you 10 years to recover from your stroke. Clearly, his thought processes before the stroke weren't working. I can't even imagine what they are, if they are now. But we, we look at this and we say, here's a guy who was a radical left guy, wants to do away with most of the jobs in Pennsylvania that are developed from coal. No more fracking, no more anything. They want everybody to become green energy. Well, that's great. We can all eat cabbage and sit by the glowing candles because we're certainly not going to have any electricity. If the sun don't shine, don't use your electric. I mean, look at what California does, right? Jennifer Granholm the other day, the, the Secretary of Energy, oh, God, she just kills me. She's the never-ending, you know, she just keeps on giving me gifts. She said the other day, California, the day before California announces this, she says the day before, she says California should be the model by which they want to bring their federal policy up. They want to use California as their model for green energy. So after Newsom guarantees that California is not going to be able to drive anywhere in a couple of years, in 2000, I think 20, I think it's 2035 or 36, he said they want to change over to all electric vehicles. That's great. And then the day after, he tells you, by the way, we're having some hot weather here, which is really surprising in California. Isn't it really snowing there usually? No, it's not. Just for you who don't know where California is, it's over that other side of the planet. But what I'm telling you is <laughs> Newsom comes out and says, and by the way, don't plug in your electric vehicles because then we're going to blow out the entire energy grid. Now, I understand it's something like 50 new nuclear power plants that they'd need to build if everyone bought an electric car. Forget about the fact you can't afford it. I don't happen to have 60 grand laying around. My 60,000 went to college. That's another inflated price. Talk about inflation. Woo! But my money went to college. But let's say I could afford an electric vehicle. Now you can't plug it in. It's not a almost electric vehicle. It's an electric vehicle. What do you do? You get in your gas car. Oh, wait, you don't have one. You take your scooter. Oh, you don't have gas scooter either. You want to take your electric what? Your electric broom? That's about all you'll be able to get. Listen, the reality is, is that none of this stuff is going to work until our electric grids are fixed. Guys, come on. You're the government, right? They used to say if the, if the government is the answer, the question is stupid. No, the government is stupid. The questions are real, but the government doesn't have the solution. Ask John Fetterman. Ask him what his green plan is. This guy lives in a steel town. And, and i got to tell you, not for nothing, but if I walked into a courtroom with a hoodie and shorts and sneakers, I'd be tossed out on my butt. Why do we allow people like this to exist and they get traction in our society. Have we completely gone bonkers? Where is that distinct... Would you ever see the queen in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt? You know, 
No, but I would guarantee you the media would go crazy if they could. But with that being said, I do want to say something else that is very disturbing because I've been in media almost all of my life and it has turned you know there's not a rotten apple in the barrel the whole damn barrel is rotten and it is based on the media and people are letting other folks by their opinion sway them I I called you last night and I won't go into detail but you know what I saw last night upset me and still upsets me because I grew up in agriculture and what was on last night was the biggest falsehood lie I've ever seen in my life about quote unquote who won the West quote unquote who the best cowboys were quote unquote what they're doing today to save the the industry well, here's, here's what it is. It, it goes. It ties back into the same thing that we always talk about: zero truth, zero accountability, and the media, who are supposed to be the watchdogs, are the lapdogs. They just follow along with the crap narratives that are coming out of the White House, that are coming out of all these left-leaning media situation problems. It's, it's just and. Where are the conservative media, other than America's Web Radio and maybe Fox News, which has kind of slid to a little bit to the middle left, they're they kind of sliding over. Where are the real media centers? They're not there. They just basically follow the talking They give the talking points right off the, the podium there. Flopsy Mopsy from the podium tells them what to say the rest of the day, and they run with it. It has nothing to do with the reality. You know, what I'm scared is that are scared of is the fact that you tell the truth and the people don't believe you. Listen, there is no debate anymore. There's no back and forth. Look at the college campuses. That's where it started, and that's where it's grown. It's like an infection. But rather than cut out the infection, we we pushed the infection. We made it bigger, and we made it better. We made it so they get away with everything. Remember when the Yale, they had a, a symposium for free speech, and the left idiots at that law school actually literally stopped the speech. I would get every one of those students' names. I would get every one of their transcripts, and I would tell them, terminated. You're thrown out. You're done. That's not the way. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want other legal professionals, and I certainly don't want someday those people to be judges. That's ridiculous. What did they do? They got in the middle of it. You can't do that. You can't shut other people down. And that's part of the problem. What do we do anymore? We don't argue anymore. We just stop listening. You know, I did want to, I, I did want to jump in a little bit here on our soft on crime liberal progressive district attorneys judicial system. Just wanted to throw it out there. We had this week Eliza Fletcher. Out of Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee. is a kindergarten teacher. Why, kindergarten or preschool? I'm not sure. I can't read my own writing here. Mother of two. She was the granddaughter of a billionaire, Joseph Orgill III. He founded a hardware company, which is now international. It's a billionaire. She's a heiress to a billionaire fortune, and she's teaching school. This is a woman who a lot of us should find out a lot more about. 
But what? Here's what's. Here's what really got in my craw. She is, and, and I, I don't even know how to put this or place this on my my scope of stupidity here. This is a guy, an alleged, and I have to use the word alleged because he's not been convicted yet. So there's a guy, Cleotha Abston. Okay, this is a guy who is now a potential murderer. Why do I say potential again? Because he was not he was not convicted yet. Eliza Fletcher, she's 34 years old. She goes out at 4 a.m. for a run. She's jogging. She was grabbed by this dirtbag, Abston. He's 38 years old. He got out of jail. He was supposed to serve 24 years for another kidnapping. Yes, yes, I did say that. Another kidnapping. A prior kidnapping. Yes, believe it or not. This guy is just... I got to tell you, the, the criminal justice system has fallen apart. So he can he in 2000 he was convicted because that he was convicted of aggravating kidnapping and robbery of a Memphis lawyer, Kemper Durand. At a, the Shelby County courts are reflecting this. So he goes in for 24 years. He's sentenced to, and he's out in 20. He shouldn't have even been out yet. He should not have been out yet, but they let him out. So now what happens? He's out a couple of months. Now what does he do? He was released in 2020, right? What does he do this year? Bam! Kidnap somebody else. How's that rehabilitation going, folks? When I hear the left tell me, oh, they shouldn't be in jail, we need to rehabilitate them. There are some things that you cannot rehabilitate, some things that you just can't change. And when you can't change them, you don't release them out into society. Because the blood of Eliza Fletcher is on every one of those people on that parole board who gave that guy an out back to the streets. That's the problem with this country. There's got to be a truth in sentencing. If you are in trouble, if you get convicted of being dumb and stupid and doing something violent, I'm not talking about drugs. Who cares? You want to go do drugs? Do drugs. Just stay off the roads. I don't care about that. I'm talking about the guys who go out at gunpoint, rob, rape, kill, and then get back out again. Why? Why are they let out? There's no reason. There is absolutely no reason whatsoever why that person should have been on the street. And then here's the other issue. Okay? We are now, we are allowing these people out. Now, I'm going to tie this back into the border. Okay? We have September 11th, our 21st anniversary of September 11th coming up, okay? When they knocked down the Twin Towers, the biggest terrorist attack in this country. There was just an Inspector General report about the Biden administration's vetting of the 100,000 Afghanistan refugees that they pulled out during the surrender. And guess what? They found the vetting to be wholly inadequate and in fact negligent we have learned nothing in this country they didn't vet these people they were given first names they were given some oral statements that's not vetting that's not vetting it's like when a cop pulls somebody over and he says what's your name oh mark the shark oh okay you're mark the shark okay come on in that's what we did we didn't do anything we've learned nothing in conjunction with the southern border being as porous as a piece of Swiss cheese. We are walking a thin line here to 
towards another huge attack on this country. And what are we going to do once again? Oh, we're going to have the 9-11 Commission. And then we're going to have the 9-12 Commission. Then we're going to have the 2022 Commission. Enough commissions. You know what solves the problem. You want to stop the immigration on the southern border? Stop letting them in. Build that wall. You know why? Because Trump said build the wall, it's a bad thing. Well, let's tear down Nancy Pelosi's wall in San Francisco. Let's tear down the gates at the Capitol, right? Why? We don't need a wall. A wall is immoral, except if it protects the elite. Then it's okay. That's the problem. Because that's okay for the elites, not for you. For thee, not for me. But they think they're privileged. The people who run this country believe they have more privileges than you have. And honestly, they should have less privileges. They should have less, not more. Because quite frankly, they don't deserve it. You know, when I hear AOC say, oh, I've had such a tough life. Living is so difficult. Are you kidding me? You're making $174,000 a year for being nothing. You, you went from a barista to a congresswoman. Are you kidding me? And I got to tell you, when you put her on the cover of GQ magazine, guess what? Not that I would have bought that magazine beforehand, but I certainly don't think I'd buy it now. You know, the reality is, is that people are getting fed up and it's going to lead to something nasty. There's no way that this country continued this way. It just can't. You have people like John Fetterman running in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, are you awake? How is that race even close? If you ran a pencil eraser against him, the pencil eraser should win. This guy is more radical than the Islamic radicals in Afghanistan. He makes <laughs> ISIS look like the the boys club of america and here again i blame all of this on the media they have twisted things so badly that they they determine the election before the elections ever even held they shouldn't be giving fetterman an opportunity to look in a camera much less even be in the same room with a camera and they have twisted it around they twist everything around. And the media and their opinion, not truth, not facts, but their opinion are running our country. But it doesn't even, the facts don't matter. That's the problem. It, it's, you know, I always talk about the destruction of America. But I had it, I had actually by, um, oh gosh, Burgess Owens. Okay. Burgess Owens said something this week and I was listening to an interview with him. Very interesting. I always thought that the destruction of America was by negligence, by accident, or stupidity. He's saying it's by careful, radical left design. No and question. I, I kind of looked at this. He, if for those of you who don't know, he's the Republican out of Utah. He's a congressman. And I've always argued that it's the result of stupidity. It's the lack of intelligence by the left and their party, the extreme radical left. He argues that this is not. He says this is by design. And as I've said thousands and thousands of times, this didn't start yesterday. This started in the mid-50s. Well, because we opened up the doors to the schools and let the radicals in. We let these people into our schools to teach our children. I mean, I remember the teachers I had. I can't remember... 
a teacher ever having a piercing through their face or red and blue and purple hair or radical thoughts and ideas. They taught me math. They taught me English. They taught me algebra. They taught me social studies. Well, they tried to teach me social studies. <laughs> but that's no longer a focus anymore. And, and I'm and just some of the things the teachers are no longer doing. You know, they had billions and billions of dollars from the COVID relief program. Yet none of these idiot schools in the inner cities, they all had that money. Billions to put in air conditioning, to put in ventilation, to put in things that they really needed to make you can't study. And and although I've got to be honest with you, when I went to school, those last couple of weeks in the summer, in June, when I went to school, yeah, it was 95 and 96 degrees in, in the classroom. And yeah, they had one of those little ceiling fans rolling around up and down. But it didn't make, it just made 95 degree weather circulate in the room. But we learned. We, was it a tougher generation? I don't know. But I can tell you this much. What's going on now in these schools is insane. You know, I heard, I can't remember which school district it was, but I caught a, a brief glimpse of it. On the first day of school, after everything that's gone on, they struck. The teachers walked out. I mean, I, I can't even begin to understand that the unions have taken over this particular area of our country, and they are powerful, and they are deadly, and they vote for Democrats. And you and want to know is, something? This is they what they were taught anything. to do. Yeah, but they don't teach your kids anything intelligent anymore. You know why? Because they don't know how. They are not intelligent. They also want idiots. Because idiots are easier to control. If I scoop your brain out, I can get you to do anything I want. Okay? But if you have a brain and you can think for yourselves, well, you're not likely to do anything I tell you. So when they when they tell me that the, the world is going to change, listen, Joe Biden right now, and again, the media dropped this like a hot potato. He's releasing a million barrels a day from the strategic oil reserve. But it's going to end... In November, right after the elections, isn't that wild? And what do you think is going to happen to gas prices right after the midterms? And it, it really it kills me. They keep telling me gas prices are down. No, if you start gas prices at two dollars and they come from five dollars down to four dollars, yes, that's down, but it's not down from where it started. Don't be an idiot. Don't fall for this garbage. You got to be smarter. You know. I always tell my daughters one one statement. They love it. They hate it. They love it. you got to use your head for more than a hat stand. That's the problem. You know, if you like getting your candles and you like, you know, peddling to get some wash done, then you know what? Keep voting Democrat. Keep voting Democrat. Because this is exactly what they do. They want to change the system to all electric everything. But not install a new electric grid, nor install enough adequate electricity to supply that grid. Gee, what a shocker. Why not right now take all your electric stuff, upgrade all your grids, get everything in shape? And it's not just California. It's Texas. And I'll tell you, New York is going to have an issue soon, too. We have the unelected Governor Hochul here. Now I see the, I see all the ads coming out about all the bad, dangerous MAGA guys. You know, listen, 
I don't know what a semi-fascist is, but I could tell you, it doesn't sound like who I am and who everybody I know who is a MAGA person. You know, not everyone's a radical leftist. But if you agree with the positions that they take, then that makes you a radical leftist. You don't need a title. Do you need a title? <laughs> Just, I'm going to blame you. That's what they do. And now I understand he's trying to walk that back just a tad because everybody's going, well, what's a fascist? Well, I don't know. What's a semi-fascist? Well, half a fascist? I don't know. Is it a quarter of a fascist? The bottom line is, listen, we need to get this country back together. We need to take a lesson out of Queen Elizabeth's book. We need to be a dignified country again. Stop yelling at each other. Stop listening to the other side. You know, Do something positive. Mark, where we could start... And I think Queen Elizabeth did a hell of a job of it, too, is where we can start is in the home. Have the home that is together, father, mother, and children. And have a home, and just as we're missing a leader in the USA, we have to have a leader in the home as well. I agree with you. Listen, it, the structure of the family is most important. But again, uh, you know, thank you for listening this week, and I hope you gained something out of this program this week, because you know what? When I research this, I find a lot about America, and America needs some help. We need that political nurse now. So thank you for listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. Tune in next week, and have a fantastic week on America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.